Today's students must be prepared to thrive in a constantly evolving technological landscape. IT teachers are educators who share their knowledge of integrating technology into the classroom. With nearly 30 years of combined service in the teaching trenches, Alicia and Haley tell it how it is and keep you up to date with the latest trends, what works, and how to find the most success with specific technology in the classroom. They're not just talking heads. Alicia and Haley are in their schools every day and want to help you put the A in tech. Welcome to the IT Teachers Podcast, where we put the A in tech. I'm Alicia. And I'm Haley. And we are here today to talk about some of the most tried and true tech tools that we've been using consistently, um, weekly, you know, throughout our year so far. Yeah, even, even after we've been fully back in the classroom, these are some of the tools that we're still using regularly with our students. And one of our obviously most important platforms and, you know, life-changing 21st century tools is Google Classroom itself. So Google Classroom... What are are some things that we should remember for Google Classroom? So some things um, definitely that you want to keep in mind are just your organization. How are you organizing the classwork? Do you have topics? Um, even pulling some of the assignments up, making sure that students can easily access the assignments and things are clear. You want to make sure if you do post an assignment and you have a document attached to it, that the language is the same so that they're not reading something in the assignment and then looking in the document and there's a difference with the language there. So make sure that you're consistent. Consistency is definitely key. So when you're looking at, um, assignments for students being very clear about what everything is called and that works directly with their grade book so if you're making sure that your assignments are called one thing in google classroom and that same thing in grade book it's going to help you and your students um, tremendously so something that's very neat about google classroom is that you can copy the link for the assignment and you can paste that link right into gradebook into the description of your assignment or into any comments for if students are missing a particular assignment Um, and i think that that's very helpful for students where would they get the link for the assignment in google classroom so when you're in google classroom and you're looking at the assignment you can click the snowman in the right hand side of the assignment and then there will be the option to edit delete or copy the link and you want to copy the link And then you only have to post it that one time in PowerSchool when you're creating that assignment. And that would be, you know, really kind of um, bridge the gap, you know, for for parents as well. Because, you know, parents have a lot to look at. They're not in in this daily like we are. Um, So I think it's important for really the communication with all stakeholders, um, being able to access Google Classroom, Um, your administrators, your uh, department heads, you know, and to see a clear classroom with expectations and consistency. So the other thing that I think is really important just in terms of a general Google Classroom for those of you um, listening is the commenting and the communication. So you are communicating with your students using Google Classroom. Obviously you can post in your stream and I tend to just post announcements or what we're doing um, 
every day uh, with the um, standard, perhaps the objective. And then this way here, students can see if they're absent or if they are in school, um, you know, what, what our goal is. But the nice thing about the private comments is that you can communicate with students and kind of just keep on them. Um, really right now, I'm having a, um, a tough time motivating my students and I have to continue to push them forward. So those private comments are really more personal for them and it's a way for you to, you know, you to communicate, especially, um, and you know, we'll talk about this at another time as well, but with the SEL instruction and the social emotional um, stuff that we're dealing with with students, a lot of students are sensitive and they prefer to privately communicate with you in Google Classroom, it's very comfortable with them. Some other ways to communicate are, um, Haley, you had mentioned sending an email. Yeah, so a Google Classroom allows you to send an email, a bulk email, will BCC all the students who have done, have turned in or have not turned in the assignment, or you can select individual students to email. And I think that sometimes uh, emailing a student has a little bit more impact than just writing the comment on Google Classroom. One more thing to remember about Google Classroom, when you're making comments on a document that students have turned in, so if they've turned in an essay, for instance, and you want to make some comments on the essay document itself, you have to push return to send that document back to the student before they can see any comments that you've made on the document. They can see the private comments you make in Google Classroom, but they can't see the comments on the actual Google Doc until you've pushed return. This is super important to remember because students who are, let's say, working on a rough draft of something and you want them to change something up before they turn in the final draft won't be able to see it unless you return it. So just keep that in mind. Nor can they work on it if, they, if you haven't returned it. That's correct. They can unsubmit. Right but they can't uh, fix it up. But again, they wouldn't even know that they had to fix anything up unless you, you returned return. it. Right, right, that makes sense. Um, you can ask them just to not turn it in if, it's, if that's the situation where they're working on a draft that's in progress. You can just say, you know, you can see, I can see it, you don't have to turn it in um, if there's not a, an exact due date. Like again, if it's a rough draft or some kind of work in progress, like a journal or something, and you're just going to be periodically checking it, they don't have to, to uh, actually push turn in. But that's up to you, again, and that would have to be made clear um, with your students. Now, if you like making comments, and as English teachers, <laughs> we love making comments, um, I, we just wanted to remind you about one more really awesome tool that works within the Google Suite, uh, and that is Moat. M-O-T-E. M-O-T-E. And it's an extension that tags onto any place that you can make a comment in Google, um, Google Classroom, in Google Docs, in Google um, Slides, anywhere that you can make a comment, you can use Moat. So uh, it's an audio feedback option where you push this little purple circle and it records you up to I think if the more you use it the more time you get but I think you everyone starts with 35 seconds but you can do as many little 35 second clips as you want and that's usually way more than enough time to send the student a little bit of feedback um, and that won't disappear so if you know you're working with a student or you need to go back um, to track some sort of you know just like you would your comments um, that moat audio will still be there, right, Haley? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And it, it gives students, you know, they get to hear your voice. And, you know, if chances are you've already written the directions a few times, 
in different places and gone over them, but sometimes the kids just need to hear your voice to explain something um, for them to really understand what they need to do or what you're trying to get them to do. Yeah. And with, so with that being said, um, I, I had a, um, an assignment today, actually, I just presented it to my students. Um, just, it's an Instagram template that I created in Google slides. And, um, what I did was I just created a YouTube video, a quick screencast of how to, um, copy and paste in the JPEGs. So with that being said, to kind of piggyback off of moat, if you can just create any kind of how-to tech videos, they don't have to be perfect. I think my children were, my own children were screaming in the background on half of the video. Um, but just record students, you know, three to five minutes for any kind of instruction to give them that option to look at something um, and have that tool is very helpful. YouTube is part of your Google Suite, okay? So every teacher that has the Google Suite has a YouTube account. It doesn't have to be anything private. Um, you can create unlisted YouTube videos so that the students have to have a link, which you're gonna post in your Google Classroom anyway. Um, and then, you know, you, you're giving them that support. Use Screencastify, create, create how-to videos, super simple. Yes, and Screencastify has also um, incorporated a new option that you can ask questions right in their platform. So if you're screencasting something, a short movie clip perhaps, or um, you're reading something to them, or you're going, after, going over an assignment like Alicia just said, you can also stop and put in a question like, how many quotes do you need in body paragraph three? So you can do a check for understanding right in your screencast. Oh, and they'll answer it right in there? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's very cool. All right, so a um, couple more day-to-day, kind of week-to-week, consistent Google tools we're using. Jamboard. Jamboard. We're still jamming. We're still jamming. Jamboard is an awesome collaborative tool. You can, um, you can post a question, you can post a template, you can um, just easily copy, copy, copy that frame. You can pop on your students' names, uh, frame one, you know, you three students are working on that so they can collaborate, um, you know, more often than not, especially if you teach high school, some of the, uh, you know, upperclassmen don't want to move out of their seats. It's really hard to get these students to collaborate sometimes. So using a tool like Jamboard is going to really, really um, be helpful in your classroom on some days. And, you know, it, it could be a double-edged sword because students sometimes like that anon anonymity of um, being able to post something, their ideas, without anyone know who, knowing who it is. Yeah. However, if you have students who aren't great digital citizens, it can pose a problem. So just remember that regardless of what tech tool you're using, it's always important to set those guidelines in the beginning of the year and maintain your expectations of students being good digital citizens. Um, so when students are using that Jamboard, you really, unless you catch what icon is making the comment at the time, it's kind of hard to know, you know, what students doing what. Um, so just make sure that they know you're watching and you're paying attention and, and that you have high expectations for them when they're jamming out. <laughs> if you're involved and you're, you have the Jamboard up, whether it's on the screen or on your screen um, in front of the class, 
you know, you're involved with it and that just, um, you know, um, increases the buy-in from students, but your digital citizenship lessons, you know, really should be scaffolded throughout the year. So it's not just like a one and done lesson at the beginning of the year, but rather, okay, guys, you know, all right, class, let's just recap. Um, what does it mean? You know, what does this look like? Uh, what are our digital citizenship norms for this particular setting and continue to reinforce those throughout the year. Um, and just remember for Google, for Jamboard, you can insert Google Drawings or a template from any other graphic organizers that you like and set those as your background in the Jamboard for students to use. Yeah, that's a great idea. You use Google Draw. Um, we even use templates in Google Draw, which are available on our website. So if you wanted a Venn diagram, um, you could post that in your Google Classroom and students can type right in there. So Google Draw is really, um, I think, an almost like underappreciated Google tool that's so basic, but it can be used for those templates, those typical handouts that you would normally, you know, photocopy and hand out, back, you know, a couple of years ago. Um, so use Google Draw. We'll, we'll talk more about that. And the other thing that I do want to talk more about is Google Sites. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in our next episode. Um, we'll talk about Google Sites and how you can use the Google Sites for different subject areas um, and also for co-teaching and portfolios. It's going to be an awesome episode and I can't wait to get into Google Sites. Woohoo! All right. Thank you for listening. Have a good one. Good night. March on, teachers. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the IT Teachers Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit us at www.theitteachers.com to find support for your classroom. There, you can send us a message and join our PLN. We'd love to have you on our team. This episode is produced by the IT Teachers. You can listen to us on your favorite podcast player. Our theme song is by Infraction. Infraction.